With inspirational guests from around the world, inspirational quotes, the inspirational book of the week, the meditation hour, the quiet zone, and feel good music. Yawa Radio is about well being, happiness, and finding the beauty within. Enjoy. Be beautiful. Be happy. Be inspired. This is Yawa Radio. Welcome to Conversations on the Porch, where I'm joined by, well, guests where we just explore the world and explore many things. Welcome to Conversations on the Porch. I wonder who's walking up the gravel path today and knocking at my door. This is Conversations on the Porch. So here we go then. Welcome to tonight's conversation on the porch, where I'm joined by inspirational guests from around the world. And just for the listeners, let's just do who we got on the call tonight. Let's start with Haley. How are you, Haley? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Good. Where are you based? I'm based in York in the UK. And your company? Haley Rowan Coaching. Whoa, great stuff. <laughs> Lovely. So simple. Uh, Steve? My name is Steve Gammon. I live in a little town in the woods in a state called New Hampshire on the east coast of America. And I enjoy life in addition to being a presenter on Yawa Radio as a speaker, as an author and a visualization coach. Wonderful. Uh, Alicia. Hi, I'm Alicia Davidovitz, and I am also in the United States, in California, the San Francisco Bay Area specifically. And I am a coach for high achieving millennials. Um, at Coach Leisha. Wonderful. And Laura? Hi, I'm Laura Tupin. I'm a leadership coach and specialize in helping people take control in an uncontrollable world. I'm based in the UK, although I'm actually closer to France than I am to <laughs> Steve and Hayley. So, and my show is Flourish. Wonderful. And Stephanie? Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Shaw. I'm located in North East Ohio, not too far from Cleveland. Sure, everyone in the whole world knows where that's located. <laughs> and I am a nutrition strategist and host of the podcast, Hello Hot Flash. Uh, and I'm Steve, based here at York in the UK, founder of Yara Radio. And I'm so glad I've got all you coaches and people on the call tonight, because I'm not quite sure what I am anymore, as I've been putting my <laughs> website together. So <laughs> we'll go with the flow. So tonight then, how to create choices in your life? I guess the first question is around that is, do we all feel we have choices or do we feel that our life is already mapped out for us? What do you think, Steve? I believe we have choices. Uh, you know, wherever we come to a fork in the road, which could pretty much be any day in any situation we're part of, we have a choice. Do we go right? Do we go left? Do we go up? Do we go down? Do we turn back or keep going forward? I believe we always have a choice. And some people say, well, it's already predetermined. Well, I don't want to know what that is. I will. I love the fact that I have choices and I can change my mind whenever I feel like it and go in any direction. So the more choices I see, the more opportunities for success. Go, Alicia? Yes, I got it. I absolutely agree with all that Steve shared in that we not only do we have choices, but there's also a mindset that's important of knowing that we are at choice in our lives and how we navigate it. Things don't have to be a certain way. There's no should or shouldn't, or I must do that, or I have to do this. We are at choice. And it's for each of us to claim that and to pause and say, you know what? 
I'm at choice here. Which way am I going to go? Which path will I take? Is it A, is it B? Or maybe there's a C or a D. So it creates much more expansiveness when we really own that being at choice, getting to choose. It's a privilege and a right. Brilliant. Okay. Hayley, what's your thoughts? Well, I think the reason why I came to coaching in the first place is because I found it really, really hard to actually locate my own choices, to notice them. Um, I think I was very, very at the behest of my own inner critic and self-doubt. And I think that really uh, curtailed how much choice I felt that I had in life. So that's when I went to a coach. And then that's why I work, as I do now, working with women particularly around self-doubt and the voice of the inner critic, to be able to open up choices within my own thinking. I think we think of choices as things that we can do or what we want to be, but I think it all starts with the choices where you can take your own thoughts to, to actually open that up. Wow, okay. Stephanie? Yeah, so agreeing with what everyone has said, I think choice becomes an opportunity for people. And a lot of people don't look at it like that. Um, Some people think that, you know, if I have a choice between the two, am I? They, they are afraid by their ability to choose something. So I often tell folks that even when, if they're coming to me and they're we're talking about nutrition or mindset or what have you, you have the choice if you're going to do this a holistic way or if you're going to take medication or whatever, you get to make that decision. And instead of thinking of it as a decision or something difficult, think of it as a new opportunity and and that sometimes relieves the pressure when people are are trying to make that choice oh i like that if you just change the language around it it just yeah changes it laura i think language is everything i think you know one thing that i've observed is even if you do nothing that's still a choice Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so true yeah because i think we we feel so pressured to make a decision but Actually, sometimes the decision and the right choice is actually to do something that is nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how in in your life then, how 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 do you create choices then? What what do you do when you're looking at choices? What kind of things do you, do you work through? Any anything from you, Steve? Uh, just to tap onto what Laura just said, the uh, classic rock band Rush had a song called Free Will. And one of the lyrics said, if you choose not to decide, you still have made a choice. So I'm so happy that she said that right in there. Uh, could you repeat the question for me, Steve? I had that in my head just trying to remember it, so I didn't catch the yeah, whole question. Yeah, in, in terms of creating choices in your life, Steve, you know, what what kind of things do you go through, you know, when, you, when you're looking at it? I mean, I'm just thinking from a, from a vision board master and, and doing mm-hmm. that, you know, looking at goals and things like that and options, does that play? Most definitely. I, I What I try to do is keep my eyes open, my ears open, my mind open, my heart open and take care of my body so that I can travel in as many directions and take advantage of the choices and the opportunities that I have. There's so many people around walking around just saying, well, I don't have any choices or I don't have any opportunities. Well, what I find they're doing is either staring at their phones mm-hmm. or at their feet walking around blind to all the choices and opportunities they do have because it's the mindset and it goes back that's already been mentioned having the mindset that there are opportunities and choices out there but then we have to allow our senses to engage with them and what i do is i'll see a multiple number of choices in front of me i'll weigh them out the uh, potential risks or potential outcomes and i just make a decision of which one i feel is the best fit for me right now And I just start going 
and I may not make it all the way. I might do a lateral move and wind up jumping into another one. But if you don't start, you're not going to get to anything close to a desired result, in my opinion. Yeah. And Haley, when you're when you're working with some of the people that you're working with, do they and I mean goal, some people get wrapped up and get really anti with the word goal, but looking at just what life can throw at them and people do get a bit worked up. Oh, I'm not a goal setter. And I might go, well, did you plan to go shopping today? Well, well, yeah, well, you, you set a goal in a way. Okay. But when you're working with people, do you, do you find that the people that you're working with don't see the choices available? Or, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Closed off. I think, I think they can see them, but there's, there's something that the humps are mentioned quite a lot. Like when I just get over this hump or I'll be able to when, or, you know, we're waiting for X and Y to happen to unlock Z mm-hmm. over here. Um, and I think as we get so bound up in what the outcome of the choices that we make are going to be, mm-hmm. rather than just seeing and knowing that we can adapt and pivot and actually going along one route might then open up something else that's even better for us. You know, and I, I think we can massively get into overthink about it as well and think that some decisions are right and some decisions are fundamentally wrong. And if we choose the wrong one, what will happen? You know, so it is a little bit about separating from the outcome and allowing things just to be. But I always encourage people to tap into their body as well and to see how something feels bodily do you feel open when you're thinking about a choice or an option or is it very very close is that something to tap into it's another way of knowing yeah very often we don't think ask people or think about how they feel just digress slightly i was uh, i was talking to somebody today and there were that wonderful phrase um return on investment right and i actually said do you ever ever ask any of your staff whether they're happy because if you had a happy staff and a happy team, you'd probably get a return on investment. But if you're just focusing on that task all the time, it maybe don't come. So, you know, asking people about how, how they feel. Stephanie, what, what about working with somebody and seeing alternatives, you know, because it, it, part, part of choices is looking at the alternatives, I guess. Yeah, that, that, that becomes a big struggle. So what I try to do is help people think about how does this, one, align with your values. It, it is what I'm telling you, you need to make a choice that's going to align with your values. How is the choice that you're going to make benefit you, your family, short-term and long-term? And getting past that hump sometimes is, it's quite difficult. Uh, <laughs> people uh, just don't want to make that next step. But when you put it in perspective and start to um, more relate that choice to an outcome that's going to be positive. A lot of times you can get people to be more invested in the conversation. Okay. Love it. Love it. And, and Laura, what about, um, how, how could I put this? That somebody is so wrapped up in where they are now that they, they're unable to step away or step back in, as an observer is, you know, stepping back and observing ourselves. Does, would you say that helped? How that can help you make in a choice? I definitely think it can, but I think, you know, back to everybody else's point, whether it is the inner critic that's telling you you can't do something, whether it's because you're not aligned with your values, or whether in my case with a lot of my clients, they're so overwhelmed, they just the sheer overwhelm has left them stuck. They actually can't see, you know, where they're at. And so therefore it's almost like being in this mini mini cyclone mm-hmm. and unable to do anything. And, and at that point, 
really the only thing you can do is take pause. And, you know, there's such great power in the pause where literally what I do quite often do, we'll get with the client and we'll get out, call it a post-it note perch. We'll just get stuff out onto paper so they can physically see what is going on in their head to then order those so they can start to see that they've got choices but back to stephanie's point the very core of that is what i call brand me i.e who am I? what matters most to me and what do i want to feel because whether we realize it or not our choices that are to us where we will feel congruent and aligned with them are all centered around that when we're trying to meet everybody else's expectations that's when we get pulled that's when the overwhelm gets worse that's when we feel we haven't got any choices and all the shouldas couldas wouldas if i don't do this then i'm going to fail then all of that noise comes in and then the overwhelm is over again so to your point is taking that pause and allowing ourselves that pause and it might be that it has to be with somebody else like a coach in order to be able to get that reflection back to see that choice in that moment you know i had a wonderful emotional story today on that should must do oh who um is the guy's 20 20 odd now um but his father was uh in the in the military his brother was in the police and he thought he had to join the police so he did join the police um, and he was in there for five years and he was not his authentic self. And, you know, he was doing that should, must or whatever. Um, and the emotional bit is he got to the point where he was going to commit suicide. And he was ready to commit suicide. And for some reason, he had his dog with him. And his dog looked at him and licked his face. And that pulled him back from the edge. And he realized he did have a choice. He had a choice to live. He had a choice to leave the police force and start to live his authentic self. And he's gone on now and he's just TEDx talks now and, and things like that. So, you know, what a great example of a choice that's pulling pulling back from the, from the edge there. I think that was that was awesome. Alicia, what, what about, I'll come to everybody on this one in a minute as well, because this is an interesting one. What about in that looking at making a choice about facing our facing our mistakes and recognizing them because that could help us maybe move forward if we actually prepared to face the mistakes that we've made and my god have i made a few um what's your thoughts on that <laughs> yeah i think it's important the lens that we choose to look at mistakes with so you know that comes back to choice like you know when we make a mistake then there can be you know that sense of like oh you know i did this and beating ourselves up the inner judge inner critic or we can choose to say okay i made this mistake and there's a gift what is the gift of learning what is the gift of inspiration what is the gift of maybe you know self-compassion and empathy and then once we have that we can apply that to future choices so for example, if, you know, I have made a mistake where I, you know, I had a program and I didn't market it effectively and there weren't very many participants, then, you know, I can dwell on that and I can say, well, I'm never going to do this again. I'm choosing not to do this again because that was a failure. I don't want failure again. Or I could say, okay, fail, 
could be an acronym for, for all I've learned. And with that in mind, I can get curious, engage curiosity to say, why didn't that work? Choose how might I do things differently? Take inspiration from that learning and growth as well. And then choose going forward to do something that feels resonant and is aligned with my goals. Yeah, I think yeah, around that mistake thing, and I remember some points in my life where I remember one in particular, and Haley will remember this. I think when when I when I worked at a company called the Good Food Group, and and I was oh, one of the worst times in my life, and I'd, I'd really gone down the wrong path. Um, I thought it was the right path, but it ended up being the wrong path. But what did I learn from that? Um, that that's where I didn't want to be, basically, and had enough of that food industry so it was time to move on but if i'd not gone down that path and learned from it you know i could have sat in a corner on the pity pot for the rest of my life and blamed everybody else for that but i made the decision i made the choice to join them and it was really enlightening when i made the choice to move out you know but i've got to go down that path to find find the right path so when you're working with somebody then let's go let's just explore this around choice as well because do you ever hear this when you're working with somebody? And this could be a yes or a no. And maybe if you want to expand on it, how do you deal with it? If you sat with somebody and you ask them, so what do you really want? Okay. Very often in my experience when I've worked with people is, just tell me if you get this as well. They're great at coming back to me and telling me what they don't want. Yeah. There's, there's, you're all nodding. There's, there's, to actually sit down and really work out what you really do want you know that links back to your values and all that kind of thing and where, where you want to be is that do we all concur with that mm-hmm. without a doubt Steve without yeah. a doubt it's like invariably it's like I will get a whole list of well I don't want to be this and I don't want to be this and then okay so where, where I end up getting to is okay so clearly you know if, if you don't want to be stuck you want to be free but what does free look like for you and you know when was the last time that you were feeling free um is is kind of where I end up getting from because so many of my clients unfortunately when they're in that overwhelm are stuck and there is unfortunately a lot of negativity within there and so all they want is they just don't want to be here in this sort of maelstrom um, and they just want something different. You know, the, one of the classic questions I've, I I learned many moons ago when I started on this coaching journey was, you know, look into the future. You're sat on a rocking chair looking back over your life. And, you know, frankly, most of my clients, you know, if I gave them the question, they go, I can't even see to the end of this week. So let alone, you know, when I'm yeah. 80, looking back on my life, you know, I've got to just exist from now. So, you know, in this sort of crazy world, and we all know how much the world has evolved so I think it's very much about working it is about working with where you are now and invariably there is a positive to every negative although I don't necessarily see it as a positive and negative personally it's just it's a fluid state of where you're feeling in that very moment but you have a choice how to see that and what you then do next about it. And I, mm. I think we, and it plays into the, the conversation before, we mustn't lose sight of the fact that we ourselves are responsible and accountable for our own choices, even if that choice 
has taken us on a path for us to learn that that wasn't the path we wanted to mm. go. You, with your example, Steve, and the good food, you still made a choice to step out of it because you recognise that you've gone down a path that wasn't right for you. So many people would just carry on going down that path mm. at the expense of their happiness, potentially the happiness of everybody else, because that's the decision because they're not prepared to acknowledge and take accountability and responsibility for the choice they made. And I think that is something that's very important to acknowledge. Okay. Okay. Well, let's, as we sort of wrap up a bit tonight, let's just, because I often say this, you know, people listen to this and, 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 and I've said this time and time again on conversation on the porch, because we're all working in the area of personal development and well-being, and they all think that we live in the perfect world. Okay. Right, don't they? Yes, yeah, they don't think that we've ever had any adversity, right? I often get it, Mr. Positive, it's all right for you, you don't live in the real world. So as we wrap up tonight, then let's let's just share a couple of things. One, a choice that you made that worked out as a big learning experience from you, uh, th- th- maybe you made the wrong choice at the time, but it, it put you on the right path, and an experience that you made a really great choice and life has been absolutely ecstatic for you. Okay, so Stephanie, let's kick off with yourself, really. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, do I share that much here on the? <laughs> so I'll, 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 I'll throw some little balls. And um, the first thing that I immediately thought about, I'm, I'll just relate it to to jobs. So I've made choices in the past to do multi level marketing several mm-hmm. times, um, and. You know, a couple of times it paid off. I was able to, you know, pay for my kids' uh, apartment while they're in college. So I've had some wins, but I made the choice to stay in it too long when it wasn't going where it needed to go. I also made the choice to not be perhaps the best leader that I could have been, which means that my team started to 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 dwindle down. So that became a learning experience for me, um, understanding. Looking back at the, the, I hate to even say mistakes, at the things that I learned doing that and then bringing them to, into my new world. So I've made a, a, now as an entrepreneur, I've made a choice to kind of dig deep with what the mindset issues were. Why wasn't I able to grow my team? Why wasn't I a more effective leader? Why did I stay around so long until, you know, it was like, dragging at the very last person to still be part of the team. I made those decisions and now I can take that new me into this opportunity. And it's been amazing. So leadership is different mindset, you know, not procrastinating, not trying to be a perfectionist. All of that is different. And it was because I made a conscious choice that my other endeavors would not dictate what this new endeavor looked like. So Choice is a, it's a great thing if you can look at what has happened in the past and then make those tweaks in order to move forward in the future. Brilliant. Okay. Hayley, what about yourself? Have anything spring to mind? Just don't, st- don't just <laughs> criticize me. <laughs> never, never. <laughs> but you know, I've gone straight to school, don't yeah, you? Yeah, <laughs> no, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so mine, I was writing it down. It was, Mine would be listening to other people telling me about myself rather than believing what I know about myself um, and taking that on. And to go back to the last point, actually, I think one of the best choices I've made 
um, has been, I call it the power of not this, is finding out what exactly hasn't been working for me and what I don't want so that then I've got some space to actually think about what I do want. I think those things, that didn't work, that didn't work. I don't like that. I don't see it as a negative. Like it is a massive power. Like why did those things not work? And then what do I want to move closer to without the other people's voices telling me what I should be doing? <laughs> so, that, yeah. That's not me, guys. That's not me. Not me. No. <laughs> Never, 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 never. <laughs> but also, I thought it was really funny when you asked that question that at least a few heads went back and laughed about that we all apparently have it sorted out as coaches. Oh. And like, no, <laughs> no, it's it's I think it's the the willingness to engage with that thinking is where we're at with ourselves and with other people. And it's never to say that we are perfect or we have it all sorted out because it's all it's a constant refiguring, isn't it? It never ends. So. Yeah, we're human beings. We live in the real yeah. world. We, we have challenges like everybody else does. Laura, what about yourself? I'm afraid you, your very sad story about the gentleman you were talking about earlier on yeah. resonates very loudly. Um, mm. I, believe it or not, became an accountant <laughs> many, right. many months ago because it was the done thing. So I listened to lots and lots of voices. It made me so, so, so ill. I ultimately collapsed in the office and ended up with a very severe eating disorder because I'd listened to what everybody else told me to. So I learned a lot because I spent seven months in an eating disorder unit getting over that. And so that wasn't that wasn't the best choice in my in mm. my world. So move forward to eight years ago and I had realized I had to actually listen to myself. So the best decision I could make when my world imploded eight years ago and I uh, lost my husband, my health and my career in quick succession was to fly myself off 5,000 miles away and sit on a beautiful island in the middle of nowhere where I couldn't hear anybody talk to me. It was the best decision that I have ever made. And here I am today, eight years on, living a completely, utterly different life and having an amazing time. So there we go. Wow, that's <laughs> wonderful. Alicia. So um, similar to what Haley has referred to as, you know, kind of these tendencies to want to connect to value connections with others and then that going to the dark side when it comes to people pleasing, conforming, doing, being what others want or expect from us. And so when I was in my 20s, I really wanted to experience living somewhere else, like on the other side of the country, um, you know, like in New York or in another country entirely, somewhere in Europe. And my mother, who, you know, loved me, was very concerned about being, being far from home and put a lot of pressure on, well, think about all the things that you'll miss and you can't get this time back. And, and all of this pressure that I then just kind of gave into and I said, okay, well, then I'm not, I'm going to make a choice to stay instead of go. And even to this day, I wish that I had honored that desire in myself and I feel committed to honor that one day. Now I have children and I'm choosing to stay in one place so that they can be with their friends and be in school and have that consistency. So that's another choice. But I'm like, I still have this unmet <laughs> need to go venture out there. And um, so I, I am committed to honoring that one day. But that choice of saying you know, no to myself and yes to pleasing or doing right by others was what later inspired me when I was looking at creating a new career for myself after I'd been with my children full time. 
I was looking at, you know, what's next for me. And when I looked into coaching, which had been this whisper in my head for years, then, you know, my husband was like, well, I don't know, maybe it would be better to, you know, just get a full-time job and something that's more consistent. And so that was my chance to say yes to myself and say, you know what, I believe in this, I want this. And to, you know, tell him to just have that trust, encourage that. And, and he did. And he has told me that he is proud of me, which and I'm proud of myself, which is even more important is doing right by myself, having that choice, am I going to choose me and what resonates in his alignment with my values and sense of purpose. And so there's that blessing with what happened in the past and the blessing of learning to recognize the pleaser tendency and intercept and quiet it to instead shift and say, what is it that I want? What am I feeling pulled towards rather than pushed towards or away from? Wonderful. I love it. Steve. And back to what Haley said about, and you said it as well, Steve, about how people look at us as coaches and think we have these amazing lives with no conflict. And mm. then I remind people, I go, you know, all those stories I tell on stage, they go, yeah, those are amazing. I go, um, I didn't make them up. <laughs> <laughs> I survived all of these things. And in the early 2000s, decisions, choices I made caused the end of my 10 year successful radio career, the end of my first marriage, the end of any shred of financial stability. And at age 35, in the summer of 2003, I made a decision to spend $3 on a bucket of golf balls, which I spent an hour hitting in a thunderstorm under power lines, barefoot in the wet grass. When everybody else ran from the storm, I stayed out there punishing myself and even held the club up. And I said, go ahead. I dare you. Hmm. Not my brightest decision. But the next day, when I was on a phone call with my then brand new life coach, and he asked, how was your week? I told him the story of that hour and how it was the dumbest thing I'd ever done in my life and could have been dead. <laughs> he, when he stopped laughing, which is something as coaches, we should never laugh at how pathetic our clients' lives are. But when he stopped laughing, he asked, have you ever thought of being a motivational speaker or a stand-up comedian? I think you'd be great at both. My four goals when I was 11, radio DJ, author, stand-up comedian, teacher of people. Wow. Two weeks later, I was in my first stand-up comedy class. And a week after that, my first Toastmasters meeting. Seven years of stand-up. So far, uh, this would be my 18th, 19th year as a speaker. So the choices that we survive can lead to some pretty amazing stuff. But you are going to face plant now and then. Mm. And you're going to crash and burn a few times. But pick yourself up, dust yourself off, find the lesson, stand on top of it, and get to your next decision. Oh, wow. Well, uh, Steve, I've just got your picture there in those golf balls in the rain, in the thunderstorm. Wow. Yep. Oh. Right outside the door of my recording studio <laughs> is the golf club because somebody didn't believe the story last week and I just held the golf club up on camera. I said, <laughs> this is the club. Wow. <laughs> oh. Has anything, anybody got anything to add before we finish? Any pearls of wisdom? If you have, just shout out. If not, we'll wrap up and... Hopefully what we've shared tonight has resonated with the listeners and it's helping them realize that they do have choices. Um, I always love the phrase, and I'm going to use the Wayne Dyer phrase for those people who are striving but never arriving. Mm. Just remember, you've always got a choice. You don't have to carry on down the road that you're going. Um, so I think thank you for joining us tonight and uh, hope you've enjoyed it and looking forward to the next conversations on the porch. Hayley, thank you. Have you enjoyed it? Find the mute button. Yes, I did. You did. Yes. <laughs> uh, Steve, good. 
Always good. Appreciate the opportunity and happy to share. And I hope it impacts somebody even in the smallest way because it could lead to big stuff. Wonderful. Alicia. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And you mentioned Wayne Dyer. One of the quotes that I love that he has shared is when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm -hmm. And that includes choice. You know, sometimes we think that we have limited choices, but when you shift that lens and that perspective, new opportunities, new choices open up. Wonderful. And Laura? Well, thank you, as ever, a great conversation. I think the thing I can just leave with is you always, always have a choice, even if that choice is to do nothing, and that is within your power to make that choice. Wonderful. And Stephanie? Just thank you so much for having me, and I'm making the choice to lead this conversation with a ton of nuggets of wisdom. So thank you all for sharing. Wonderful. Well, look, thank you for joining us tonight, and we look forward to uh, next month's conversation on the porch as well, uh, if you're going to join us on that. And as I always say, uh, and it, what a, a balance tonight as well, actually. Three in America, three in the UK. Whoa! Um, <laughs> but in America then, whatever you're doing for the rest of your day, have a wonderful day. If you're in the UK, um, keep dry because <laughs> it's absolutely chucking it down uh, and keep warm and have the best evening you possibly can. And we'll see you all again next month. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Conversation on the Porch. I wonder who'll be joining me on the next episode, walking up the gravel drive and knocking at the door. This has been Conversations on the Porch. This is Yawa Radio.